0: I'm live on location, uh, Northeast Gainesville. I'm with what I call one of my OGs, um, Mr. Adolph Means. Uh, This is a guy that is very uh, influential in my life. Uh, He shared a lot with me, uh, someone that I have so much respect for. And I just wanted to bring him on. To be my first guest because i definitely respect everything that he's about everything that he does uh i respect his opinion his uh viewpoints everything that he that he stands for so uh how you doing my man you're doing great man <coughs> sorry, excuse sorry,
1: me doing yes, great
0: doing great that's good man yeah i just like i say man i <clears throat> you someone that i that i respect a lot man everything that you know, I like over the years I've watched you. You know, seeing things that you do, man. I just like the way that you carry yourself as a, as a man, as a father, as a husband, and um, yeah, just something that, you know, I've definitely taken, taking heed of a lot of things that you've taught me, things that you've encouraged me, man. You was one of the people I remember months ago when you told me I needed to get on, man. You need to brand it. Yeah. I was like, you know what, that's real You yeah. know, I, I I need to do that And Man, I went home and I worked on it That night, okay. literally man That night, man Because I was like, man, that's all I needed to hear You know uh-huh. And uh, I ain't never really looked back ever since then So, uh, yeah, it's only right That I bring you on first, man On this first edition So, okay. um well, Thank you, man, I really appreciate that Yes, sir, yes, sir So let's, uh, let's get started Um uh, So with this being dad, can we talk? You know, it's fatherhood podcast, you know, something that um, I think is needed in our community, especially in the black community. Um, Fatherhood, I believe in my opinion, is one of the most important things uh, being that parenthood, I believe that the home is the, the start, starting point. You know, I believe that home is the most important part of the community you Absolutely. know family is the foundation of the community if you can affect the family then you can affect the community you affect the community you affect the city that's right you know you affect the city you affect the state and so forth and so forth Absolutely. so it all starts right here you know and um i look at you as being one of those men that's very influential uh just from how you've uh how you've done things you know taking care of your family and uh, the way that you uh, represent yourself. So my first question is, you know, to let everyone know, how many children do you have? I have six children. Six? Six. Yeah, man. <sighs> well, you got two times. <laughs> me? I, man, but how
1: is that though, man? Well, um, the struggle is real. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? The commitment is real. But the reward on the other side is great. Yeah. You know, you can't compare it to anything. When you when you go your day to day, doing things that, that are gonna impact your children's future, and you they become your real why, your real reason why you do what you do, um, things become easier, and you begin to see a brighter <clears throat> path for their future. Yeah. And then once things starts to come into fruition for them, man, it's just it's rewarding. Yeah. You know, you give thanks to God, man, for allowing you to keep going for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, man.
0: And I, I can only imagine we having six of them. Yeah. I'd be thinking like, man, God, am I going to make it to see the end of my three? You know, it's <laughs> <just laughs> like, man, you know, I, I think about it a lot. Yeah. You know, just having three children. And then, you know, at times I talk with people and they're like, "Well, oh, I got five kids. Six yeah. Kids, seven. I'm like, seven? Yeah. How? Like, how, man? It's, woo. Yeah, man, it's and just knowing how how rough it is with 3 uh-huh. that always ups my respect for men when they're like yeah bro I got 5 yeah I'm yeah. like dang anything over what I got I'm like man I can only imagine man so how many what uh how many boys and girls four boys, four boys two boys, girls two girls four boys two girls okay okay yeah. got a question about that okay yeah. what's the difference between what what's one of the biggest differences between raising a uh, boys and raising
1: girls. Well, you know, um, as a as a dad, you're gonna want to set certain standards. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna want to hold your kids feet to the fire as far as being responsible, being able to um, prepare them for the world mm-hmm. at one point when they're getting ready to get out there. So, so sometimes you're gonna be a little tougher on those boys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But them girls, you have got to learn how to nurture them yeah. as well as yeah. Being yeah. a little tough on them, also because yeah. you want them to hold their own as well. Mm-hmm. You want to be independent, and their mothers are responsible for teaching them, you know, that nurturing part, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I can love them, I can affirm them. You are beautiful, you are a strong black woman, you can do whatever you want to do, but there's a certain aspect that I can't give them that their mom can. Mm-hmm. But there's an aspect I can give them to protect them, exactly, from the world. That's so, real. Nurturing them, affirming them, letting them know they're beautiful. Smart, there are uh, strong black women, and then reminding my boys that mm-hmm. nobody can stop you. Yeah, you know you are what, whatever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. Be that's that real. man, that man's man. That's real. So yeah, that's real, and that's something that we need, man. You know,
0: I I, I mean, I look at I look at the state of um, I look at a lot of things that's going on in our community right now, and uh, I was talking with one of my friends once before. We were coming home from work, and he was just telling me all these stories about women that he dealt with, and I'm like, "Man, are women really like that?" Mm -hmm. Right now, in this day, you know, he was telling me all type of crazy stuff, man. Mm -hmm. And my thing was, man, you know, I done been married, I done been with my wife for ten years, yeah. You know, so it's been a long time since I was really just out there, yeah. You know, seeking or well, like we were saying, on the prowl. Yes, sir. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a long time, and the things that he was telling me, I'm like, the last time I was on the prowl, they weren't like that. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it kind of hit me like, dang, it's almost like the roles have changed in this time. You know, a lot of the girls are being like the boys. You yeah. know, they're like, some of the stuff I hear nowadays, I'm, I'm blown away. Uh-huh. And I'm like, do they really do? Like, they'll come up to you like that, uh-huh. bold like that. And it really made me start thinking, you know, what are we doing as fathers that has has made our daughters turn this way? You know, and I started really looking at it like the way I think a lot of the I think the way a lot of men have raised their sons Mm -hmm. has been like, for instance, I'm going to raise my son in. The way to wear, because it hit me one day I was just watching my kids I'm sitting back uh-huh. sitting there they were playing with the toys or whatever my daughters have these baby dolls or whatever and my son picked up the baby doll uh-huh. and when he picked it up I just watched him and he was just like just nurturing the baby you know just like hey yeah, little baby putting it down to sleep uh-huh. and he gave it a kiss and I'm like shoot, he just doing what he see. You know, he just kind of doing, you know, he was kind of doing stuff that he would see me do with his with his sisters or right. even with him. Right. And I'm like, man, you know, a lot of men would be upset, like, you don't play with no baby, though. You don't play with babies. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what kind of message is that sending to our sons? You don't play with babies. uh uh-huh. uh uh-huh. I play with babies as a grown man. You yeah. know, I got, I have babies. You know, these are my, I, with my children, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm playful with them I love on them, I kiss them I put them down to sleep, all these things and I'm like, dang, you know what for years, I believe that we've changed the way that we've raised our sons and then when you look at uh, a lot of young men they don't know how to be fathers, exactly. they're, they're very uh, exactly. ill prepared, I know I was very uh, ill prepared when I first had children but you see a lot of young girls. A lot of them are much more prepared than young men uh-huh. when they first when they first have children because they've been brought up to say you take care of the little baby. Right. You don't the boy you don't play with babies. Right. So then when he has a baby when he's older it's like I don't know what to do. Like right. I don't really understand this whole family concept thing. And then they're gone. Uh-huh. And it just hit me in that moment like, dang, you know what? That's kind of like I, I kind of see why why we are the way that we are and you know I talked with some people about that before and they were like I don't know about that but I'm like you I mean when you really look at it you know I want to know like what are your thoughts on that you know as far as is that something that you would say that you've seen or do you think the two correlate with each other?
1: I've definitely seen it yeah and um, coming up I've never. Play with baby dolls. Yeah, I never have. Uh, the concept of of um, nurturing, knowing how to take care of, um, like put in the bed, like what you were just suggesting. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that because we're like we teach young boys you're not supposed to cry. When I was yeah, another you know, things. Yeah, tough, tough, tough. But we don't teach them how to. Uh, be nurturing towards a female mm-hmm. all right we don't teach them how to be a dad towards that daughter mm-hmm. we just teach them the regimented part of being tough and get, providing yeah. getting things done so if, if you're doing that I could I could see that mm-hmm. you know what I mean I, I can even support that um, but we still have to keep in mind um, you know if somebody comes to the door and there's a problem with their household that's real. That's real. Everybody <laughs> in the household is expecting you yeah. to go see what who's at the door. That's real. You know what I mean. That protection, that providing, mm-hmm. uh, taking care of your family is your number one priority. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of times in households that I've seen, and even my own growing up, you know, the father would, um, you know, be the disciplinarian, lay the law down, and then the mother would come later on and say, you know, this is why. Yeah. You might not understand now, but your dad wants this for you. Mm-hmm. Then when you become an adult or you become of age or you have a different mentality about it, you'll be like, yo, that's why mm-hmm. my dad did whatever. That's real. You'll hear me in the day. I'm glad. Well, for my generation, I'm glad my parents, you know, put the strap to me, Spare no rod. I'm glad <laughs> they did. But that's during really that real. time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't trying to feel it. Yeah. But now I'm glad because I have a certain level of discipline, Yeah. you know what I mean? I didn't get in, you know, a whole lot of trouble mm-hmm. coming up because of that. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I can pour those values and principles into my kids. Mm-hmm. So if I could say this right quick, um, with my kids, there are certain things I wouldn't allow them to do. Mm-hmm. And they'll get mad. And I would tell them, you know, I, I don't care about you getting mad. Yeah. You'll see it later yeah, on. Yeah. You know that's I'll real. be the bad one you can be mad with me you can do whatever the only thing I'm gonna tell you is not to disrespect your mom that's real so make sure if you want to say whatever about dad we are cool yeah later on you'll see mm-hmm. and I can honestly say man with all six of them I believe bottom of my heart they see yeah you know what I mean and and the values and love they have for their moms are off the charts that's real sorry that's real, and that's something
0: that 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 um <clears throat> I'm aiming for, man. You know, I got, you know, my one son, my two daughters, and you know, I try to let him learn, you know, through trial and error. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm always watching him and I see him doing certain things, and I'm always, you know, and at times you like you say, I gotta no, yeah, no, 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 and he and he's just he's a he's, he's a fireball, man. And he no, daddy, yeah. no. We're not doing that. Right. And I'm sorry, my friend, but we, we're we just not doing that. Right. You know, and putting your foot down when you have to. And I, I, I think that's important, man. You know, and me, I grew up without a dad, oh. you know. So for me, it was hard because now that I'm older, I look back on my childhood and I see where, man, if I would have had a dad. That was active and present. The way that I am with my children. I believe that I would have came. I would have been a totally different person. Because when I look back. You know now I'm able to be open. And really articulate how things affected me. And you know my thoughts on certain things. Because yeah I was growing up. I was a, a, a kid you know that. I always wanted to be loved you know and I think I I acted out a lot in school and stuff because like a part of me just I wanted to I wanted that I wanted to be I I needed some real close affectionate type of love Yeah, and I feel like now my mom she did everything possible like she did the most wonderful job more like can't take nothing away from her like Absolutely. she was she was that you yeah. know she was everything that I could imagine from a mom but I think I I, I like I know I needed my dad there I, I needed that that love from a man uh-huh. you know and at times I think uh, me and my oldest brother we didn't get along a lot growing up because I feel like I wanted that even out of him but I don't think he was really, you know, and he me and him have same mom, same dad. We're the only, you know, out of all my brothers and sisters, we're uh-huh. the only ones with the same mom and dad. So he grew up like me, you know. Yeah. He didn't have what I didn't have, and I almost at times looked to him for that. But he's like, man, you need to be tough, uh-huh. you know, man, man, quit that crying. Uh-huh. And he was real hard on me, and I despised him for that. I literally uh-huh. despised this man growing up because I'm like. Man, why is this man always so mean to me? You know, and that was always my thing. You know, man, raw and mean. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I despised him because all sometimes all I wanted was for him to just hug me sometimes. Yeah. You know, and people might say that sounds kind of crazy, but I needed that. I yeah. literally needed a hug from my big brother because he was the closest thing to me of a dad. You know, I looked at him. You know, I looked up to my brother. I wanted to be like my brother. And then as I got older, like high school and stuff, you know, I started like hating him. Like, well, wow. man, I hate my brother. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to even be like him, because I felt like I didn't get what I needed from him. But I ain't, you know, I just didn't understand that that wasn't something I could get from him. He, he need, he probably needed the same thing I needed, you know. So I just think it was hard, man. And just listening to you talk about. Your dad, you know, and how you were with your children, it's like, dang, I needed that.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, and I think a lot of young men do need that growing up. In all fairness, can I add something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, now with, with my kids, um, they didn't always, um, grow up under me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I've been through a divorce, Mm -hmm. you know, I had a kid when I was in the military. Mm -hmm. Um so and you know he was out of state yeah you know what i mean one of my kids um they wind up moving out of state yeah so i would see those that were here um on a regular yeah. every other weekend um, and i would try to participate in their games and you know activities that kind of stuff yeah so i don't i don't want to paint the wrong picture yeah yeah but i sure. want to be as transparent as i can it's real. Um, but my values, <clears throat> excuse me, my values for them and the standards I tried to live to was consistent. It's real. It's real. So, and, and, and I knew sometimes there might be um, a little tension. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, why dad isn't doing what they think or thought I should have been doing. Mm-hmm. But I knew what I had to do for one as a man and for two as a dad. Mm-hmm. One thing my dad always told me growing up is, you know, Son, you, uh, you got to make sure you always take care of your job. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to work, go to work. Mm-hmm. You know, people tell you to do something, do that, because that's what they're paying you for. If you don't take care of your job, you can't take care of your kids. That's real. You can't take care of your family, you know, your household. So there are times, shot. I was working, you know, two, three jobs, 16, 20 hours a day. The concept was to make sure I could take care of my kids mm-hmm. so what I'm getting at is I didn't have a lot of time to to worry about them being mad yeah if I could say that I had to worry about making sure they were good mm mm-hmm. you know what I mean I had to worry about one day when they look back they'll be able to say you know dad was at work yeah you know what I mean instead of the streets or running around mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I just want to make sure we understand that. Yeah, it's, it's real. I, I was—I tried to be as consistent as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't always hands on. Yeah, they always heard my voice. You know, they always saw me every other weekend. Except for the ones that were out of state. Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: I got a question even about that. <clears throat> okay. Um, how? How did you balance? You know, as far as um, you know, like they always say, work-life balance. Okay. How did you balance? You know. Family, work, everything else that you had going on in life. How how did you manage to um, to balance all of those things?
1: Well, to be <clears> honest <throat> with you, man, I minimized a lot of activities that cost me yeah a, a lot of money. Yeah, I tried to find <laughs> things to do, man, that yeah. were like free. Yeah, and I could take everybody too. Mm-hmm. If my kids couldn't go, yo, I didn't go. Yeah, it was just that simple. Right. You know, um, I was taking classes. At um, Jacksonville University, Mm -hmm. and on my weekends that I would have my children, I would take them to class with me.
0: Yeah,
1: right. So if I have two or three classes that weekend, well, between classes we'll go to Burger King, KFC, or whatever. I take them to the park, let them run around. Yeah, or if they had a baseball game going on, or or soccer, whatever they're doing. -hmm. We'll go sit out there and watch them play. So they think they're doing something. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know they're at the game. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm just waiting for my next class to start. Yeah. (laughs) So, I was I was trying to appease them by making sure I got them. Yeah. For one, on my weekend, Mm -hmm. and then secondly, um, they wait outside my classroom while I go to the class, and then I'm like, yo. Soon as dad is done with class, we're gonna go watch this baseball game, right? And they're all excited, man. So they sit out there quietly. They see a game, we go to McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. Oh, they good. And they love it. They love it, man. Love it. And I didn't spend as much money. I didn't have. Yeah. You know, I was still trying to get my education, man. But uh yeah, that was how I balanced it.
0: And that that's something important. That's something I think that's very, very, very important. When I when I think about um, I think some people think that oh I gotta spend all this money. I gotta put all this money into this is something that gets me all the time about birthday, mm-hmm. birthday parties. Man, I don't remember anything from when I was a jit, and I remember everything from being a jitty bug. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I don't remember mm-hmm. most of the time is stuff that I got. You know, because it was never really so much about me buying uh, things that I got. Uh-huh. But I remember times when I did get time to spend with my dad. See? Man, I I remember the times he took me to the beach. Yeah. I remember the times he came and took us to the old uh, restaurant that used to be up there on 23rd Ryan's.
1: Yeah.
0: I remember times yeah. when he came and took us to uh, this, that real old place that used to be out on Williston Road. Um, um, Brown uh, Derby. Not Brown Derby. Not Brown was Derby. like a red... Oh, I can't think of the restaurant, man. I remember I remember what I got that day. I remember I had the the uh dinosaur chicken nuggets. I never forget <laughs> it, bro. Like I would never forget it, you know? That's how deep it was for me, you know? Yeah. Like I remember when my dad took me, my brother and my little sister to oh, I can't um it was like a person's name. That was the name of the restaurant. I cannot think of the name of it. But um I remember us going there um one thing I look at my kids. I took my kids to a UF baseball game sometime last year. Mm-hmm. Every time we go pat we drive past the university. Now my son says, "Look, daddy, that's the baseball game." There you go. That's the baseball game, daddy. We're going to the baseball game. There I say, go. "No, we ain't going to no baseball game. We went one time,
1: yeah.
0: but that's the the one thing that's what he remembers yeah. every time he sees it. Every time we go go past uh, anything we do." Whenever I take them somewhere, when we when we come back past again, he'll he pointed out. Remember, Daddy, we yeah. went over there. Yeah, Daddy, I remember when we did this. Yeah, and they remember that stuff. And I'm like, I bought them these toys. Man, these kids don't care nothing about the toys. Yeah, okay. Now they care about them when you are going to buy them from the store. Mm-hmm. Man, two days after that, they break the toys and they yeah. tell me. I tell him, go in your room and go play with the toys I bought you. You say, my son tell me, daddy, the toy is boring. (laughs) That's boring, daddy. I don't want to play with my trucks. How old is he? Four years old. And that joker would tell me to my face, daddy, that's boring. Mm -hmm. I want to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. They, kids want to spend time. And that's something that I always, that I look at. You know, and that's why I'm always trying to create these memories for them. You know, trying to, even if, like you say, even if it's just taking them to the park. Mm-hmm. Man, the kids love they that. Love you take them to West Side Park one time, every time you're driving now, hey, look, daddy, it's the park. We're we going to the park. Yeah. No, nah, we ain't going today. You know, before I left the house today, that what they were asking, daddy, can we go to the park today? No, nah, we can't go today. We'll go another day, though, but. They want to spend time, time and I think man. a lot of people try to appease their children by buying gifts, right. buying shoes, and it's like that's that's cool and that's good, but that's not gonna, that's not what the kids remember. You know, children want to spend time with their parents. You know, just going to a baseball game, going to a basketball game, that's something that they'll always remember. But uh, yeah, man, so that's something that I always,
1: that I always looked at. It's big, man, and and as parents, man, um, we may go to these events with them, like going to the park. There's so many activities out there they can participate in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could just let them go. Yeah. But if you make it like an event, yeah, you know what I mean. You you <laughs> swing a little bit with them, or you run around America around or make it an event. Yeah. Oh, they
0: they go crazy around that. Yeah. Now then you go now you're going to have to always go back to that thing because yes they, sir. Take them to that park and have a little too much fun. They want to go back every day. Yes, sir. But, uh, <clears throat> I want to kind of go on the marriage side. Uh, how long have y'all been married? Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Yeah. Dang. Sixteen
1: this year, man.
0: Sixteen years.
1: Yes, sir. I know you got some stories for that one. <laughs> yeah, what would you like to know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Look man, man, I ain't gonna get myself in trouble. Yeah. If I get in <laughs> trouble, you get me in. Trouble.
0: <laughs> That's one thing I know, boy. Man, you say that 15 years, boy, that just popped up in my head, 15. Yeah. yeah, man. Like I said, I've been with my wife since 2009, been with her since for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Well, this year would be 11. We've been married since 2012. And I we got Stuff for days, yes, yes, sir. So I know, man. Like, how I mean, how has it been though?
1: You know, I'm gonna tell you, <clears throat> you now. Um, how's your marriage life been? Marriage life, I'm gonna tell you, and this is no uh, this is no joke. Uh, it's been great, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's real, it's been great. Um, it, because man, now we've had our struggles. Yeah, yeah. We've had problems. So like um, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to sugarcoat yeah. that. Um, you know, transitioning from um, being single to being married, um, bringing children into the family, having her to adjust to my kids, um, my kids adjusted her, you know, her her daughter adjusting to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It it, it was. Um, it could be challenging, yeah, but it's about being consistent, man. I you know I say um, serenity prayer a lot of times. I do that just with life, period. You know what I mean? And that got me through. But the marriage itself, so, and, and this one hundred percent, man, I I wouldn't have wanted to marry anybody else. That's real because <laughs> of the type of person she is, mm-hmm. uh, her values. She she has my back, mm-hmm. you know. We don't always agree, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, she there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't have to wonder and worry about where she is, what she doing. It's real. If she tells me she, I don't know, going to Walmart. She going to Walmart. She going to Walmart. Straight up. You know what <coughs> I mean? um, If she goes somewhere else, I mean, she goes somewhere else, yeah. but she'll let me know when she gets back. Yeah. You know, I went ahead and went to. Public So whatever Yeah So It's good man Yeah mm-hmm. and, and that
0: man People don't understand <clears throat> People don't understand Just how important that is mm-hmm. Having a relationship And some men They'll tell me Man you crazy I don't trust no women Yeah yeah. My thing always be You don't trust no women I trust mine Yes sir I'm good Yes sir I ain't got no worries Whatsoever. Yeah. Like you say, she going to Walmart, she going to Walmart. Mm-hmm. My wife, literally, she going to Walmart, she going to Walmart. She ain't even going to public. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you want her to go to public. You ain't go nowhere else. Dang, that's all you did was go to Walmart. Literally. Yeah. Come on, man. You could have at least went over to five below yeah. You know that <laughs> you know. But you know, it's good, you know, having that that person that that you can trust. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think it has to be both ways, you know. Now, my wife know me. If I tell her I'm going to Walmart, now I might go around the whole city.
1: You same know, here, same or here. Or I
0: might get caught in Walmart for two hours running my mouth. Same here. You know, yeah. but she know I'm going to go there. Now, if I'm taking too long she'll hit me, where you at? Yeah. Man, I don't ran into so-and-so running my... I thought you were supposed mm-hmm. to be bringing some food home. Man, I'm, maybe I'm finna leave 10 minutes. Right now. You know, <laughs> you know so yeah, man, that's... <clears throat> that's It's a beautiful thing, man, you know, to see people that's... Especially black people that's committed to each other, man, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a thing that I really love about y'all. For sure. You same. know, the commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, just seeing y'all together. Like, every time I see... You and Cuzo, man, I'm so happy. I'm like, man, no, my people yeah. right there. You know, it just—I don't know—it brings joy to me. You know, to see two people that just, you know, like I love y'all relationship. You know, it's just
1: appreciate that.
0: It just—I don't know—it just every time I see, like I say, I don't even know what it is. It just make me happy. Like, yeah. man, no, my people, man, my folks <laughs> right there, boy. You know, it just—it make me happy, bro. So yeah, I I love seeing y'all together, man. I appreciate that, man. Seriously, man. So, <clears throat> and and that's. I like what you say, too, about um, it's not always ups, you right, know? Right, And I don't think it was meant ever meant for that. I was talking with one of my friends the other week, and I'm telling him, bro, I don't believe God made marriage to be this beautiful, picture-perfect thing. Uh-huh. I, I don't look at it like that. <clears throat> when you look at marriage, I mean, from a spiritual standpoint, you got a bride and the groom. Uh-huh. Spiritually, he is the groom. Absolutely. We are the bride. Absolutely. So he's the groom. We are the bride. So if we're the bride, look at us as a bride, bro. Yeah. We're That's good, that boy. A lion, we lie, we lie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> we some bad people. You know, we we say, oh, I'm gonna do this. This is my last time. And then we still do it. Still do it. You know, just think about how wrong we do God at times. Being his bride. But think about all that bad we do, and he loves us through it all. That's right. You know, it says that, you know, he died for us even while we were yet still sinners. Uh So it's like the foundation of the marriage, the spiritual marriage, was always something that was on his side. On his side, he good. He good, yeah. His bride is... (laughs) How many times they call Israel? Yeah. what they he call? Him? You whore. Yeah. You whore. You know, just, it was always us that went out and found, you know, chase after other gods, chase after the idols. It was always on us, mm. on our part. We were the ones that messed up. So I'm like, in, in that case, <clears throat> marriage was never this thing that's this beautiful pick. The, the beautiful part of it is he still love us. So I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, you ain't perfect in your marriage and your wife ain't either. That's right. But the marriage is meant to to mold and mend us and, and, and make us better people. You know, I believe that my wife was put into my life to make me better. Yes, sir. You know, she helped me, you know, become a better person and work on things that, you know, I wasn't I wasn't a, a a patient person? Now I gotta learn patience uh-huh. in marriage. Uh-huh. You know, marriage teaches you, you know, these characteristics: how to love and how to be, you know, long suffering, you know, and kind toward another person and forgiving.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And those are the things that marriage teaches you, and it makes you better.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, like you said, it don't be always all good, but in the times when it's all, it ain't all good. It's nothing compared to the good. Nothing compared to it, bro. No, sir. Because when You're you. still do it. Man, it's. man. Regardless. Man, like, man, I love marriage, bro. Like, I'm one of the biggest advocates for it because I believe that. That marriage is. It's Like I say, it's the foundation. The foundation of the community, man. You know, and that's why, man, like I, I respect y'all, man. Like I, I have so much respect for, for y'all and what y'all stand for and what y'all do, man. And I just want to encourage y'all, man, you know, keep doing what y'all doing, you know, Thank you, man. y'all, y'all the example for people like me, and my you. wife, man, seriously,
1: seriously. Um, can I say, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, if I can just hit on this right quick, man, um, <clears throat> for young brothers that may be listening, success. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, there are different principles for success man mm-hmm. you know maybe another time we can talk about you know like the seven habits of highly effective people that mm-hmm. kind of thing man Stephen Covey but in principles as you're pursuing your success you know you want to do one through ten mm-hmm. somewhere in there you need to make treating your wife good that's yeah. one of your one of your principles. All right, you know what I mean, don't just go after whatever you want. One of those things you go after is to make sure she's good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, even if uh, you know y'all have an argument or a disagreement or whatever, <clears throat> you make sure she's good. Yeah, because she may not acknowledge it right now, but when she go out there, man, I feel like she's representing you. That's as the head of the household. You know what I mean. So when you go out there. You're representing her Here we go again What you talking about God is the groom When we go out there We're representing uh, God That's real But with you being The head of the household You must make sure She's good And um, The wife <clears> She's <throat> she's really man The backbone of the family Yeah You know you just real. the face dude That's real It's that right. wife that grinds <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? So we gotta make sure We honor her And treat her like that man That's real You know what I mean don't let, don't let anything come against her. Don't let nobody mistreat her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Treat her like gold. That's real. And I'm not saying we're going to do it all the time. Yeah. Because we have our arguments. We have our disagreements. So I'm not tripping. But it's something that we all need to work towards. hmm You know what I mean? Try to put her before you. Try to make sure she has before you have. hmm You know what I mean? And, and if I could say this too, man. Invest in her her dreams and ambitions um, because a lot of times you'll see scenarios where you may be wanting to become the seventh figure yeah you know, you know what I mean well she may put her dreams aside for you to go get them seven figures mm-hmm. all right when you get That's those real. seven figures don't you forget her. all right you know what I mean always when real. it's time for her to go get it if she's closer to obtaining her goals man then you hit the support role Mm-hmm. Let her go get it because the money come in the household is y'all's. Yeah, it's both of y'all's, man. Yeah, it don't matter how to me. Yeah, that's real. It don't man. matter how it come in the that's household.
0: real. Hey, it's
1: that's how it is in my house. Okay, straight up, straight up. So you do what it <laughs> takes, man, to make sure she good when she walk out them doors and go conquer the world.
0: Mm-hmm. That's real, man. That's real. Okay. So hey, that's a real part on some marriage, man. I had to get that marriage part in there, man, because I, I think it's it's important for us to. Um, as black men to really talk about you know love especially yeah. loving our women yeah. you know like me I think it's such a big thing you know one thing I hate man <clears throat> I hate I hate I hate it man I just I totally dislike this when people attempt to put black women down yeah, man yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't yeah. It's all good. If you don't like them, you, if, if you're not with one, that's fine. But please don't put them down, man. Don't do it. You know, because I, I've, I've been in, in circles where, you know, people, they get on that whole type. Well, I don't mess with black women. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what black, about them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, black women did, black women that. Yeah. And I'm like, but I got a black woman. So what you trying to say? Mm-hmm. You know what? Well, well, I ain't saying you. I'm just saying the ones I dealt with. Well, just say that. Yeah. Just say the ones you dealt with. Don't put them all in a box because now... You know, I feel like, you know, I kind of take exception to that. You know, you what you talking about my wife, bro? Mm-hmm. You talking about my mother. There you go. You know, so, you know, I mean... Perfect. You talking about your mother, bro. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about them like that, bro. I mean, it's fine if that's if they're not your cup of tea. They're not your cup of tea. But don't beat them down, man. Don't beat them down. Please don't do that, man. You know, and um, so every chance I get, you know, like you said, I'm trying to treat my wife like a queen, man. I want her to really feel like that. Yeah. You know, because... You know, a lot of our women grew up like, you know, a lot of us. They ain't grew up with dads, uh-huh. you know. So, at times, they accept that, you know, a man beating them down and tearing uh-huh. them down and treating them any type of way because they don't know any better. But, like you said, why I treat my, my daughters? Man, don't ever let nobody tell you anything about how you look, your hair, none of that. That's
1: right. That's right. Girl, you
0: you beautiful. I don't beautiful, care about baby. what nobody says. Right. You know, I don't... That's one thing I cannot stand. And I'd be wanting to knock my son's head off sometimes. Well, <laughs> don't tell your sister she ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Stop saying that, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so that I believe that's a very important thing that we must instill that in our sons also, you know, and, and, and teach them to uh, respect and to cherish, you know, all women, but definitely their. But women from their own community, yeah, man, please yeah. do, man. Treat them, treat them with the utmost respect. Because really, the way I be looking at it is, <clears throat> I mean, we can be honest and be real. Ain't nobody else going to treat them like that. Nah. Black women at the bottom of the totem, totem pole. <clears throat> I mean, if you look at it historically, it would are the white man on the top. Uh-huh. Then it was white women. Uh-huh. Then the black man. Uh-huh. And the the black woman was lower than the black man and Mm -hmm. you know how low we were. So it's like, dang. Like, if we were this low, just think about where they were. Mm -hmm. You know, and and every time I just, I think about it I'm like, dang. You know, the way that they treated you know, our women. Mm -hmm. And if we treat them bad, think about what they gonna do. Think about how everybody else gonna look at them. You know, if we look at them and we think all these crazy things about them. imagine what the other people going to think. Mm-hmm. You know, when they see us treating them wrong, they feel like, well, we can do it too. They can do it too. You know, so <clears throat> that's something that's important. <clears throat> and we ain't having none of that. Yeah, we can't have nah. that. No, we nah. can't have that. Nah. And going on that point, I kind of want to say we're into, uh, you know, it's 2020. Uh-huh. And we know 100 years ago, we had, you know, was uh, the Black Wall Street. You know, Absolutely. so we're coming up on the hundred year anniversary on that, and I wanted to get your thoughts <clears throat> on, uh, you know, like where are we now, as far as you know. You look back a hundred years ago, you know, you we had so many communities around the uh, the nation that was thriving. Yeah, you know, and we are we. If some people don't know the story, you know, they should go look it up. But you know. What happened with uh, in Tulsa, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, with uh, that community? Where do you see us now, a hundred years later? Like, where, where are, where have we come from? Like, from a hundred years, what type of progress have you? Do you think we've made in that time?
1: Well, depend. If you were talking um, like individually or collectively as a culture, we can go uh, culture. Culturally, collectively. Okay, we're nowhere close to Black Wall Street, Yeah, in my opinion. That's real. Because um, Black Wall Street, man, it it was a district, dude, Greenwood District. The Massacre of 1921. The average dollar circulated within that community 36 to 100 times before it left. Dang. It stayed in our community, that community, three to five years before it left, circulating. So we had hotels, we had lawyers, we had um, grocery stores, we had um, movie theaters, anything you needed was right there on the Black Wall Street. I think it was dubbed Black Wall Street by um, Frederick Douglass. Mm I mean, Booker T. Washington. And then they came and destroyed it, just like they did Rosewood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because a little boy and a white chick in the elevator, she thinking he whistling. At her. You destroy a whole community. Now, you didn't destroy it. I don't want to get too far off topic, man, but you didn't destroy it because you thought, or the girl said the black boy whistled at the white girl you destroyed it because you've seen the upcoming of a black culture. It's real. Doing what we do. Because we were kings and queens <coughs> in Africa. It's real. Come on, man. So we're taking care of each other here in Tulsa, man. You know, y'all y'all don't want to do any business with us. Uh, so we'll start our own, mm-hmm. All right. So I don't think we're nowhere near it, man, because we allow people to come into our communities. We allow them to set up liquor stores. Um, they, they buy all these 7-Elevens well not 7-Elevens now but whatever, whatever convenience dude. stores yeah. these are now <laughs> and they're setting up in our neighborhoods beauty supply products in mm-hmm. our neighborhoods how are you gonna come in from where we're we coming from set up a beauty supply shop in our neighborhood mm-hmm. and tell us about our black hair <laughs> no nah, that should be our brother our sister that's real and we should be advocating that business no I want you to have And we don't go in there asking for a deal because you're in Mm -hmm. business to make money, right? Because when they make money as business owners of this um, beauty supply shop, well, then they're going to come over to your grocery store and spend money.
0: And that's Mm -hmm. how we're
1: going to keep money in the community. You're going to come to my gas station and buy my gas. You know Mm what I mean? I got a problem. I'm going to go to Ron's attorney office. Yeah. So we're going to keep that money in our neighborhood, and we're not doing it. So I don't wanna get, you know, too long winded on it. But yeah. I can on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um we're nowhere close. That's real. That crab in the bucket mentality is real, man. I mean, why I want why I don't want you to see see you come up, you know what I mean? I ain't gonna pull mm-hmm. you down back in the bucket dude. I'm gonna push you on out.
0: Mm-hmm. All I'm gonna
1: ask is you reach back and grab a Yeah. You know what I mean? Help him out. Yeah. So it won't be as hard. And before you know it, we're all out, man. Let me say this, man. You ever pay attention to the activity of ants? I have, yeah. Okay. Ants, they'll go all the way out of their colony, man, to get food. But they'll leave trails so that when they come back, it's no problem. And they're helping each other. Mm-hmm. How can an ant this big Bring back something this big Yeah They working together oh, They getting it too And they bring it back To the colony man They'll Divide that thing up. Everybody eat mm-hmm. That's how we gotta be man That's real We gotta take care of each other So we all eat That's real You get the big piece of chicken today <laughs> Alright I'll get it tomorrow Yeah But we both full <laughs> That's real So Yeah
0: That's it man That's Man I agree, I agree, man, I agree, and I think we can do so much better. <clears throat> you talk about that beauty supply store. One of my friends, um, I can't think of his name right now. Ken, he opened up the um, he opened up a beauty beauty supply store on Main Street, maybe two years ago, three years ago, and I'm not sure if he's still in business right now. But I don't think he got supported the way he was supposed to. See? Because I know when he opened it up, I know I used to always see him, you know, posting it on Facebook, you know, putting it out there, you know. I even told my wife, man, when you go get something. Man, don't go to the people store, man. Go support my boy. Right. Go over there and get it from him. Right. You know, you always be going. Go get it from my boy. Right. You know, because he trying to, you know, he... It was like, you know, uh, I can't remember the name. It was called Plush, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I really need to check on him and see if he's still even in, in business. I, I hope he is. Mm-hmm. But if he's not, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Because right. I know we ain't support him. Right. I know women didn't support that man, you know. Um, and it's sad. It's a sad thing, you know, that for this man to put it. His all into opening that business, he should have been eating. Yeah, he should have been eating, man. Yeah. You know, you're right there on Main Street, it ain't like you ain't going to Main Street, right? You're on Main Street because you're going to the hair store on Main Street. Yeah, that's right. I know they, them people over there eating, they've been
1: open since I was yay yeah, you know. So, and their spot has expanded. <laughs> They done took
0: all the Publix, man. man. Before they had a little storefront. Yeah. Now they got all the publics I Many people eating, man. Oh, man. They eating. They eating, man. And my boy should have been the same way. Even if the other one stayed open, I ain't telling people just don't go. I right. mean, if that's what you do to. But please, somebody support this, man. Support him, man. You know, I, and I, now that I'm thinking about it, I really hope he's still in business, man. I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to check on him when I leave. I'll make sure he's. I, I gotta hit him up. I ain't talked with him in a minute, and um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that. That's the truth, man. And <clears throat> as I've been doing my research on, you know, I like listening to podcasts. I'm at work. I'm listening, 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 all type of stuff. Uh-huh. But I, I, I've listened to a lot of different podcasts about um, you know, Black Wall Street. Just trying to learn and understand what the culture was then. And, I'm always blown away every time I hear it. And I'm like, dang, I wonder how that felt just to be in that type of, you know, in that type of atmosphere and that type of community. And to, I wonder how the camaraderie was, you know, mm-hmm. like he, like they say, when they heard about the, the young boy was in trouble. Uh-huh. They say the men got their gun. Come yeah. on, let me, go let, let me yeah. go. let me go. See, let me go. Check on my uh, young boy. Yeah. You know, I'm, let me go. We're going to go and see what's up. Uh-huh. And the men fought, you know. They fought for their community. They mm-hmm. fought for the for the for the for the for the people, mm-hmm. you know. And I wonder if it was today, what would we do? Stand back. Record it. Record it. You know what I mean, man. Say the men got their gun. They got their gun. And let me go out. Let's go see what's up. Let's go and, see. And
1: and they're private service man. Yeah. So they yeah. were trained. Yeah. Man. They ain't trained. just out there shooting. Yeah. You know what <laughs> if you coming to get yeah. it, you got to get it. Yeah. So,
0: <clears throat> and I believe they were doing damage. I believe that's why they had to come with the plane. Come on, man. They had to, man. I I can I, I, I always imagine it in my mind. And they probably were tearing them jokers behind them. Cause you ain't gonna just take nothing from us after nah, you work for. Them. He ain't doing that. So I'm with you on that, man. Yeah, I believe they were tearing them up. So okay, we gotta call backup on he this did. one. We need a little bit of backup, man. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Seeing them, you know, seeing them all aircrafts through. We are gonna go ahead and finish this up, man. And, and you know. <clears throat> Some people might say that ain't never happened, but according to the history, from the oral history, there's people that have said, you know, yeah. hey, and I, I take their word over. I do too, man. Yeah, I will take that word, you know. So I do too. Yeah, like you say, well, he can go all day on that one, though, yeah, man? man. We can go all day on that one. So, yeah, man. uh wow. I just kind of want to get on this sports really okay. quick, man. I just want to, you know. Something a little more light. Uh, <clears throat> I know you heard about the well. This
1: ain't really light, but how'd you feel about Kobe Bryant, man? About that, dude. Uh, dude, I was I was pretty much like um, like everybody else. General consensus, man. I was blown away. Yeah, couldn't believe it. Hurt, um, but but you know I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Um, you know you, you you see it, you hear it, how horrific it is. It was sad. But I'm looking at um Randy Moss. Yeah. <clears throat> Commentator for the NFL. And he was talking about Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. And now Randy Moss is the man himself.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? He's an icon himself. But he was he was talking about his relationship and beliefs and Kobe his household Randy's household, their beliefs in Kobe, that mama mentality. And this dude started crying, man. Yeah. Randy Moss, yeah. crying. Now, other people have cried. Yeah. But this is the one that got me. He started crying on TV about the loss of Kobe and what he meant and what that mama mentality meant. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like with Black Wall Street. We got to get it so we all eat. Mm-hmm. You know, when others are sleeping, we got to grind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kobe said, when he play against his opponent, he wants them to feel as though they should have picked another occupation. <laughs> y- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so Randy Mouse crying. And, bruh, I was in the room by myself, man. I started tearing up yeah, at that yeah. point. Yeah, Why share, son? Yeah, man. <clears throat> So, and, and I feel him. And I yeah. would like to, you know, piggyback on that mama mentality, too. For my children and my children's children. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's real.
0: That's real, man. Yeah, I I shared I shared a few, man. Yeah. The one that got me was Shaq. You know, I'm mm. like, and <clears throat> what he was saying, you know, how I think he said he hadn't heard he hadn't really talked with Kobe since they sat down and had that uh that uh the interview mm-hmm. where it mm-hmm. was him and him and Kobe. And I'm like, shoot, that was about two years ago. You know, and it's like And the one thing he just kept saying is, man, I wish I would have, like, I wish I would have said things to him. You know, I wish I would have, you know, called him or I wish I would have been, you know, a better friend. And I'm like, this is something that I told my mom last year. I told my mom, I want to start getting together more as a family. Yes, sir. You know, I just text my mom one day. I'm at work thinking about it. Like, man, you know what? I just feel like we don't get together enough and um talk you know we don't get together as a family and just sit down i don't know when the last time i sat down like with my mom my brothers you know my wife i want everyone at the table yes sir and we can sit down and just talk about life and i don't think i know i don't think i know we don't do that enough Uh and then it's always when death hits and at times it's not even death in our own family when it's death hits in someone else's family and then we're like man we gotta talk more and I'm like but why always got to take death I don't want it to be death mom and I told my mother that and and now that I'm thinking about that right now I need to go back to that same thing man we gotta get together because I don't think we don't don't show our appreciation to each other enough it's always when death hits then everybody wanna talk and we wanna get together and I'm like I don't want to wait until then. I'm with you. Like I, I'm fearful of that. I'm literally fearful of leaving here tonight, and I'm getting a phone call like your mama gone. Yeah.
1: Like,
0: yeah. And I ain't talked with my mama all day. Yeah. Like and I should have talked with her today. I talked with her yesterday, but I should have talked with her today too. You know, like I should be checking up on my people. Right. You know, I should be checking up on my on, on my grandmother mm-hmm. and on my mother and on my brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, my sister. You know. I'm that type of person, and this is something I'm always talking to my wife about. You know, we grew we grew up with a tight knit family. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of how we grew up. <clears throat> my wife didn't really grow up like that, so, she, so at times she doesn't really, you know, at times she gets on me about that. She like I don't understand how 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 you live in the same city as your brother, but you ain't heard from. Him. And at say. times, I'm like, I mean, I see him. But, I mean, really, I don't know if I'm going to see him. I don't know if I'm going to hear from him again. That's right. I just assume that. That's right. I assume it and say, well, you know, i hit him up tomorrow or whatever the case may be. Or, man, when I see him, I'll see him. But then when death hits, now we're feeling bad. When we have every opportunity you know in today mm-hmm. to tell each other I love I you, love you. What's I up? care about yeah. you and that's something that why I'm always I'm the type of person I'm popping up at your house you know yeah. I pop up to your house quick if I'm in the area man let me go see if you, uh talks at home you know just <laughs> and that's just me yeah. you know and that's I believe that's something that I got from my mother my mother is the, a person that's always you know calling what everybody doing today mm-hmm. you know she'll text us in a group message well, what y'all doing today just to know Mm-hmm. You know, she might pop up at my house. As soon as she, she got this little signature knock on the door, my kids always say, me, mom. That's me, mom. <laughs> they know. They, they know. They know. You know, and she don't call. She don't take every now and then she might. Yeah. But and that's my thing. I just pop up at your house. Mm-hmm. I pop up on my pastor all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I always joke with him. One time I popped up at his house. I knocked on the door. He talking about well. You call me? And no one <laughs> ain't call you, man. Open the door, bro. I don't Let me <laughs> in. Like, dog, he like, yeah. oh, shoot, what's up? Yeah. What's up? man? Nah. I just came by, bro. Like, I, ain't, yeah. I don't even want nothing. See, bro. we like, don't do it like that no more, though. Yeah. And, but I remember back in the day living right over there in Tree Trail. Yeah. One thing I used to love about my Uncle Tyrone. Boy, my Uncle Tyrone going to pop up on you. Yeah. He popping up. He going to come in your kitchen. He want some Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know, he just he just pop, he just ride his bike to y'all. He come knocking on the door. You know, Uncle ain't calling. You know, at that time, we ain't have no cell phone, Yeah. So, it ain't like you can just call, especially if you ain't home. Yeah. So, Uncle, he pop up. He roll up on his bike. Man, Uncle coming in. Uh-huh.
1: Where like the Kool-Aid home. at, man? Yeah.
0: Y'all ain't got nothing to eat in here. Uh-huh. You know, and he... He just pop up and I used to love that you know I just used to love when somebody knocked on the door it was always like a mystery like mm-hmm. dang somebody over at the house I wonder who that is it could be your friend you know it could be my auntie my uncle whoever you know but it was it was always like this sense of like it was like a mystery when someone knocked on the door yeah. nowadays we know when it's a knock because we don't text each other yeah. we done call each other hey I'm coming over in yeah. 30 minutes And me, I be like, like my wife tried to tell me one time, why you just be popping up on people? Man, back in the days we did it. We ain't always had cell phones, so why can't I do that now? That's right. Like I sometimes I don't want to call. Yeah.
1: If you you ain't home,
0: you just ain't home. Mm -hmm. And if I go and I don't see you, I ain't gonna be I'm I'm not gonna text you and say, Hey, I came over today. Nah, I mean you just wasn't home. home. And it is what it is. You know, ain't no it is it ain't no blank trip to me. To me, if I'm in in the area, I'm stopping at it's your obvious. house. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. been many times I have stopped over yes, here. Yeah. Y'all wasn't home. Mm-hmm. You know, I just be rolling around. I don't be having nothing to do. I'm with them kids, man. Let me go holler at my people. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I, like I say, I'm almost. I'm fearful of losing my people, and I know I ain't make the effort. You know, to go. Stop by just to even just go check on them. I don't want nothing. I just want to, sometimes I just want to see your face. That's it. I want to hear your voice. It make me feel good, yes, you sir. know. It make me feel good to hear my people talk, you know, and <clears throat> to be able to hug my people. That's something that, I, that stuff keep me going, you know. So,
1: yeah, man, we got to do that more, bro. But those are values, man. I ask you never to change, man. Mm-hmm. because you're creating memories, you know what I mean? And you, you, you're creating a better relationship. Yeah. Because, um, okay, you like you just mentioned, sometimes you come by here and you don't call. You just pop up. Well, if you didn't do that, I wouldn't get to see you as much. Yeah. Because I don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? My work schedule, sometimes I'm just here. Yeah. I don't feel like going nowhere. <laughs> so those yeah. are times, let's say you popped up on me five times. Yeah. That's five times I had a chance to see you. That's real. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Versus real. five times I didn't see you. That's real. Because I, mean, I ain't popping up at your house. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's real. And and That's I real. should adopt that principle. That's real. To come see you too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I can learn from that. Mm-hmm. Um, even Because I'm trying to do that, to be honest with you, with my kids. Yeah and uh kind of like what i told them you know you got my grandkids so i'm coming got to come see so yeah so (laughs) you know i'm gonna come pop up man but when it comes to friends yeah you know what you're telling me it's okay to still do it with friends and family our age that's real you know so that's real i appreciate that yes sir so
0: yeah man that's uh i guess we can end it there man end on that note man uh for those out there listening, please take heed. Please, please, please take heed. Go see your people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. For those that you say that you love, go and see them. Even if you if you don't have the op- if you can't go physically, go see them. Call them. Call them. You know, it's it's always something. You know. Me, I'm the type of person that I don't really get calls a lot of times. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> But I make up for that. I say, well, you ain't going to call me, I'm going to call you. Yes, sir. You know, and people know me. I will call your phone, boy, I'm going to pop up at your house. Because I'm just a, that's just how I'm wired, man. Mm -hmm. You know, I I, I thrive off of um, interactions with people. You Mm -hmm. know, that's something that, it make me feel good. And I I go home and I feel like I've seen somebody that I love today. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be a a family member, you know, a close one, like my mother or my brothers, Mm -hmm. or it could be, a distant family mm-hmm. member, you know, or it could be just a friend, you know. I like I say, I I thrive off of that, man. I thrive off of those interactions, and it, and it and it make me feel like, dang, well, if I don't wake up today, tomorrow, at least I did this in this day. Yes, sir. I seen this person. I made another interaction. Yes, you sir. Know, I I at least I got to hug you. Yeah. Something, man. It is, and I tell I, when I, I tell you this, and I I, I end on this man it will make your life you'll be more fulfilled you know and I tell my wife that a lot you know call your people so at least if you know on your part I ain't expecting my people to call me and come see me the way that I do because maybe they just don't have the opportunity Mm -hmm. like I do but for me I always want to make sure that I do everything on my end so that when someone if someone does leave this earth I don't have that guilt, like man, I ain't. Especially when I knew I could have made a better effort, you know. I just don't want to have myself leave or someone else leave this earth without us making the effort, you know. You just you just live every day like it's literally your last, you know. That's how you gotta do it, and um, you will see how much better you feel, you know, when you go and you just make those interactions, man. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you, bro. Well,
1: i like to say I appreciate you, mm. man. Much respect, much love, and I'm proud of you, man. Yeah. If I could say that, man. The man, as a young black man, your wife, your kids, man, you're doing what's necessary to be successful, in my opinion. Yeah. In the world and in the spiritual world, most importantly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Continue to be who you are, bro. Continue to take care of your wife. Straight up. Take care of your children, and you do what's necessary, man, to cover them. Yeah, You know what I mean? And when you need strength, um, you know, call me, man. Straight up. Come see me. Iron, sharp, and iron. Yeah. I need that. We yeah. all need it. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're afraid to <clears throat> crown another man's shoulder. Yeah. But we got to do that, man, and help each other. It's real. You know, it ain't about it, you know, getting out in the streets over. So, no, 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 no. It stays, bro. That's real. Right? Because if I have an issue, I'm coming to you. That's real. That's all real. Right? Proud of you, man. Yes, sir. I right. appreciate you, bro.
0: Well, <clears throat> that wraps up the first episode of uh, Dad Can We Talk. So uh, for my listeners out there, I need for y'all to stay tuned. We got uh, more special guests coming. Be, uh, be in tune to the Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook at Dad Can We Talk. Find us on Instagram on Dad Can We Talk. And I will be posting on some sort of uh, podcast platform soon so i'll put that out on the facebook whenever i do make that available so uh yeah that's it all right